The New Factory Thinker by Bill Bishop Chapter 18 Togetherness Loneliness and isolation are a big problem in today's society. In his book Bowling Alone, Robert D. Putnam explained that Americans, and by extension all of us in the Western world, have become increasingly disconnected from each other, from our families, friends, and fellow citizens. A number of factors conspire to make this problem potentially worse. In the old factory era, the mass market, top-down culture led to regular shared experiences. For example, we watch TV shows at the same time and listen to music on the same radio stations. In most ways, everyone in the culture was synchronized. But in the new factory era, we've become desynchronized. We select TV shows on streaming services like Netflix whenever we want. We listen to our personal music playlists through earphones while walking down the street. We're in our own little worlds. Ironically, technology that promised to connect us makes us feel isolated. Social media like Facebook and Twitter gives us a false sense of connection. Text messaging has replaced telephone calls. Staring at a smartphone screen has become the standard way to behave in public and even private settings. I shudder when I see a young mother pushing a stroller, a two-year absorbed in a game on a tablet while the mother listens to music on her smartphone. Feelings of loneliness and isolation are the digital elephant in the room. Everyone feels it but no one want to talk about it. But this big problem presents a terrific opportunity for you to create new factory value. Bring people together in meaningful ways and you could make a lot of money. Note, I'm an entrepreneur so I'm always looking for ways to make more money. If you want to do this for other reasons, i.e. Create social value, that's great. Go for it. But isn't it even better if you do both, make money and provide social value? There are three ways that new factory thinkers bring people together. 1. They connect their members together. 2. They connect their suppliers to each other. 3. They connect their members to their suppliers. In the old factory model, customers did not know each other. The company had a relationship with each customer, but generally the customers did not have relationships with each other. But in the new factory model, the company intentionally creates an integrated community of its members. Being part of this community is seen by members as one of the most important benefits they receive from the new factory. In some cases, it's the primary reason why they signed up as a member in the first place. This is, of course, obvious with social networks, but it also applies to non-technology companies. Consider Harley-Davidson. Their customers can join the Harley Owners Group, H.O.G., participate in local chapters and attend member events. They can also sign up for a weekend ride with other Harley owners. Participation in these H.O.G. activities is very popular. In fact, for most Harley-Davidson owners, it's an integral part of the experience. Creating a membership community like the Harley Owners Group has many advantages for a new factory. You can generate revenue by charging a fee for being a member of the community. Second and perhaps more important, it gives your company greater stability and cohesion. Because your members have a relationship with each other, they're less likely to jump to one of your competitors. If they do, they not only have to sever their relationship with you, they have to sever their relationships with the other members. This is much more difficult and less likely. 
They may come to dislike your company and yet still stick around because they enjoy their relationships with other members. I have often felt that way about Facebook. Occasionally I've been tempted to cancel my Facebook subscription, but I didn't want to break ties with my Facebook friends. Creating a membership community also helps you get more referrals. When your members feel part of a community, they are more likely to encourage their non-member friends to join. Your members are motivated to contribute to the network effect inherent in your community. The definition of a network effect is, the value of a network increases as more members join the network. As such, to increase the value they get from your network, they have an incentive to bring more people into the network. Bringing together suppliers can offer additional benefits to a new factory. In my case, I created an integrated supplier network called the 10% Referral Club. For many years, I referred my members to a large number of suppliers. I had negotiated with the suppliers that they would give me a 10% commission for any revenue generated by the referral. I also gave them 10% for any revenue I generated based on a referral from them. While the activity in my one-stop store was satisfactory, it wasn't as active as I desired. The suppliers were not particularly engaged in their relationship with my company. Then it occurred to me to create an integrated supplier network. So I created the 10% Referral Club and invited my suppliers to join. They could now give and get referrals from each other and earn 10% commissions. The response was swift and positive. The suppliers could see the value of joining the network. They could make money from the community and also feel less isolated and alone. As the new factory community organizer, I received the most benefit. My company gained a higher profile and scored a lot of brownie points for setting up the group. But more importantly, it exponentially increased the top-of-mind engagement that my suppliers had with my business. This has led to increased referrals to my company. Better still, as more members have joined the 10% Referral Club, the network effect has kicked in, making it easier every day to attract more new members which generate even more referrals. The third mode is to bring your members and suppliers together. This is the primary function of the new factory as a value hub. Instead of operating an assembly line to pump out a product or service, the new factory acts as a hub that routes value from suppliers to members and from members to suppliers. As a value hub, the company sits center stage. It controls the networks and the platform. It sets the structure and policies of the hub. It also stands to receive a portion of the revenue from each transaction that flows through the hub. This is the game being played by new factories like Uber, Airbnb, eBay, Alibaba, and Amazon. Once you grasp the financial potential of connecting people together, you will be continuously motivated to increase the size of your member and supplier networks. To take advantage of the network effect, you will then be motivated to connect the members and suppliers together. At a certain point, both of your networks will reach a critical mass and they will become self-sustaining. Once again, take a look around. Ask yourself, why are platforms like Facebook and Amazon worth billions? Is it because of their intrinsic value as an app or website? No, it's because they have millions of members and suppliers and have connected them together in a network. They also stand to attract even more members and suppliers in the future due to the network effect. That's why investors give these platforms such a high valuation. 
Investors know there are myriad ways that a new factory can earn additional money from their network communities. If you're interested in doing this, start immediately. This is a winner-take-all game. Whoever seizes the day first will be the one who benefits from the network effect, leaving laggards in the dust. If you wait, one of your competitors, known or unknown, might organize your community, and then, instead of being the host of the party, you will be merely a guest or shut out altogether. That's also why the first step of the new factory thinking process is to select a type of customer to specialize in. The more specific your customer type, the more likely those kinds of people will coalesce around your platform. For example, if you create a new factory for skydivers over 70 years old, those people will be attracted to your network. But if you pick a customer type that is already taken by another new factory, it is unlikely those people will jump to your network. So don't go head-to-head -head against an established platform. That won't work. Be original. Find a unique customer type that isn't being served by an existing new factory. Technology and modern life have pushed us all into our little private pods. In an unbelievably prescient short story written in 1910 called The Machine Stops, novelist E. M. Forster painted a bleak picture of a future when everyone lives in a private room and communicates with the rest of humanity through the machine. The denizens of this compartmentalized world are lethargic, self-absorbed and utterly miserable because they rely on the machine to connect with others. The plot follows the adventures of a young man who yearns to reconnect with the rest of humanity by severing his reliance on the machine. In my opinion that's the point we've reached. While technology has given us amazing benefits in so many ways, it's also driven us apart on a fundamental level. That's why helping people connect with each other, especially in person, is such an opportunity for new factory thinkers. By providing important emotional value, the desire to connect with others, a new factory can do something meaningful while generating high-profit revenue. One final note. As the community organizer, you get to decide who gets membership in your networks. You can set the policies, parameters, and membership qualifications. In other words, you don't have to let everyone into your networks. Go for quality rather than quantity. This emphasis will make your networks more attractive to the ideal people you really want.